Hey, man. How's it going? I am superb. How are you? Good. You know, this is uh, episode one of the Same Shade of Difference podcast. It is. It's very exciting. And the most important thing about a podcast is? Recording content. Beer. Oh, beer. Uh, <laughs> beer. Come on. I, I was thinking from my previous podcasting history of never recording content until I'd done literally everything else. This is the opposite process. We've, we've done nothing, but we're going to create content. We've got the content going. But you are definitely correct. The most important part is is beer. And the beer we're having today. It's, Go ahead. It's good. It is. Uh, this is the... Double Vanilla Milkshake IPA from Braxton Brewing in Covington, Kentucky. Fantastic beer that, it's a trip. I mean, you look at it, you smell it, you're thinking hazy IPA, and then you taste it, and it's legit Vanilla Milkshake. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, that when I smelled it, it just smells like any other hazy IPA even an IPA. Yeah. And it I'm does. like, well, maybe John told me this was good and it's not really that good. And I'm going to have to smile and say, Hey John, you're, you know, <laughs> you're amazing picking out your beer. But in fact, John, you're amazing in picking out this beer. I, I, I can, I can make a good decision every once in a while. I've, I've had it with uh, two different friends. Now I've been spending a lot of quality time at Braxton recently. And uh, everybody kind of has that exact same reaction that they're, it's not what they're expecting. So since this is an audio podcast, people can't see uh, me flipping you off because you can spend quality time at Braxton because you uh, recently moved to the area. So you're like uh, between two Braxtons. I am, in fact, exactly between two Braxtons. Is is that kind of so, like between two ferns? But it's it is only it involves me being way drunker than between two ferns. Um, Probably less entertaining, but I enjoy it quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm smack between the regular Braxton Brewery and the relatively new Braxton Barrel House uh, up in Fort Mitchell. So I chose my new home very wisely. I have priorities. What can I say? Absolutely. I still need to meet you up there sometime in the next couple of weeks. I have not been to that one yet. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's like a nice big, it's kind of the same vibe as regular Braxton, like lots of high top tables and then uh, like big couches and stuff too. And that's my favorite kind of brewery is, is that, uh, that kind of brewery that has that uh, you want to be in your living room sort of yeah. vibe. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I, I like the feel of it. And just like the regular Braxton Brewery, extremely dog-friendly. So. Yeah, they all have to be dog-friendly. Um, we're going to do uh, one that we'll talk about in an upcoming episode, uh, but there's a new brewery, uh, BrewDog, over in uh, uh, Cincinnati that just opened yes. up. And uh, it kind of has that vibe uh, as well. But uh, – Braxton does an outstanding job of of that. I'm looking forward to the the place that's 30 seconds closer to your house than the main brewery. <laughs> yeah, the one thing they are lacking, uh, at least that I've only swung by one time, uh, the one thing they were lacking was a good sticker wall. I didn't see any stickers up. Um, so we both have stickers for our other side hustles at uh, the main Braxton Brewery. Um, you for Craft Brew Geek, me for the Unusually Pink podcast. We got some quality material out there, so I need to spread the love. And then once we get some for this, we can put them up there too. 
Absolutely. We're going to have to reach out to uh, Joshua soon yep. and uh, have him create some uh, swag for us, some uh, logos for uh, all the uh, pod places. But, uh, but we did it the wrong way. We, uh, we decided to create some content first. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, I, don't, I don't understand how this works, but I'm just kind of rolling with it now. So, and, and, and you and I differ. So, uh, I had a, a small podcast that's now defunct now, uh, and, and we had show notes and we kind of, uh, collaborated and figured out what we wanted to talk about. But on your podcast, you, you guys just kind of, uh, start a conversation, not on the podcast yep. and then kind of riff on it. Right. Uh, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so the other podcast, we really the, the whole plan for it came about from uh, my co-host on that podcast, Brandy, just basically thinking we have interesting discussions and she thought it would be cool to just kind of record those as, as a podcast. So we usually come up with just high level like, hey, this is a topic we're going to talk about today. And then we just basically sit there and talk to each other like we normally talk to each other almost. Um, and a lot of times we do kind of like a, uh, a cold open, even like I won't necessarily know our, our, our setup for that one is not nearly as fancy as, as this one. We've got like some pretty swanky hardware and stuff that we're using, uh, that one, she is just recording on her MacBook and like half the time, I don't even know when she actually hits the record button. We'll just kind of start talking like while we're sitting there setting up and at some point she'll press record and start it going. So. And maybe sometimes it doesn't even get recorded. Um, yeah, well, the, the time that happened, she hit the record button. The problem is, um, and maybe it was because she was, she's still pretty new to Mac OS that MacBook's her first one. Um, when it gives you those little pop-ups in the top right corner of the screen that say, Hey, you have no space left on your disc. Uh, believe it or not, having no space on your disc actually makes it really difficult to save things like audio files when you're recording a podcast. So she had a new MacBook, mm -hmm. and she had no space left on her disk. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. It was, uh, I believe it was mostly filled with the GarageBand files from recording the podcast. Ah, I yeah, see. Yeah. That, that filled it up. Uh, we, we were playing some ping pong for a while because she was always flirting with having no space, so she would take, you know... Uh, one of the episodes, for example, and move all the files like off onto my Dropbox account and then have just enough to record the next episode. So uh, I believe all those problems are fixed now because she got that NAS um, that she's been putting things on. But, Did she get a Synology NAS? Oh, goodness. We actually had an episode about it. I'm trying to remember if she got the Synology one or if she got a QNAP one. I think she got a QNAP one now that you say that. I, I'm pretty sure it was QNAP. She looked at both and did tons and tons of research, but the, the QNAP one I think was the one she went with. I listened to all your podcasts, but to be honest, John, occasionally you all lose me. You all talk about this guy named Garrett, and 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 I don't know. I just it seems like you're awful mean to him and we are and, and I just I just kind of lose interest at, at, at that point. Oh, uh, that, that kind of like uh, cyberbullying is uh, a turn off, you know. Actually my favorite episodes involve the uh, smacking Garrett around. <laughs> yeah, so Garrett is uh, a guy that uh, we both used to work with. Uh, I worked with him for heck like 8 years, I think. 
Um, and it is funny. We do make fun of Garrett quite a bit. He's an easy target, so we, we pick on him just like we would in real life, um, which was hilarious because earlier this week, uh, I think you were around, somebody else was talking about one of our podcast episodes and said, like, how well do you know Garrett? I said, oh, super well. I, I know his whole family. I've been to his house a bunch of times. And he was like, yeah, it just seemed weird. Like, you guys really, really rag on Garrett. And I was like, that's that's how we talk to Garrett in real life, too. If he was yeah. in the room, it's no different. He fin- he really brings it on himself. <laughs> he does. He does. He's a very easy target for it. So uh, we, we have lots of good jokes. Yeah, when he left us and he wanted his job back, he call- called me at Odark 31 morning to ask for his job back. And I was at uh, the DerbyCon Hackers Conference yep. and uh, had had a really hard night at several breweries the night before. And, and so while I tried to be empathetic and say I'd get back to him, uh, I was struggling pretty bad. And I was like, damn that Garrett. He woke me up out of, out of a slumber, a drunken slumber. A badly needed slumber. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, Yeah, that's why we pick on him. And I hope he listens to this episode. I'll send it to him. You you know is his po- is his iPhone new enough to have the a podcast app on it? Um, maybe just barely. Just barely, probably. Um, probably not the one he had before. That's for sure. I bet the one before he probably didn't support a podcast I, app. I don't. I don't think Apple supported the one he had before any longer. It was it was mad old. So along the lines of uh, running out of uh, disk space on a uh, new MacBook, I know uh, I have uh, talked to you about my uh, desire to have the new uh, MacBook Pro 16. Yeah. So have you, you made a decision yet? Do you still oh. doing the research, waiting for some of the potential issues to get hashed out people are looking at? So I'm still paralyzed. But... <laughs> I watched a couple of episodes of uh, different podcasts or a different uh, YouTube channel uh, videos last night. One of them uh, was from our uh, our uh, mutual uh, wannabe friend, I Justine. Uh, she raved about um, you know hers and and she she went all out and got the i nine and and upgraded it and and sang the virtues of it. Um, but I watched another podcast. Um, and the guy did buy the i9, but he had a demo unit of the uh, base unit, and he ran benchmarks. Mm-hmm. And and so I've gone back and forth on how much value is the 8-core i9 versus the 6-core i7, and I'd get 32 gig of RAM anyway. So I, I'd, I'd spec them very similar. I might even upgrade the video card from the 5300 to the 5500 and even grab another uh, uh, upgrade the uh, the video card from four to eight gig. Right. And so, um, just the base unit, which was the i seven versus the i nine, two sixteen gig units, both of them running, or one of them running uh, the base four gig uh, VRAM card, and the other running the upgraded um, eight gig. Some of the benchmarks were like. Uh, uh, doing a, a 4K video conversion, the um, the export was 10 minutes and 41 seconds for a large file on the the i9, and 12 minutes and two seconds on the i7. Um, none of the other things during 
uh, the uh, during the uh, final cut sort of editing process had any appreciable. There was no difference in the right. two machines. And uh, so I think I'm back to where you and I talked the other day over a beer, where we do our best thinking. Exactly. That it seems to make sense to get the uh, the base unit upgraded to 32 gig of RAM, a terabyte storage so mm-hmm. that there's plenty of storage for this podcast that's likely <laughs> to be like world famous. Undoubtedly, yeah. And then um, probably still upgrade the video card from the 5300 to the 55 and go a full 8 gig. That still puts me at a pain point that's uh, awful, but not so awful <laughs> that, that I can't uh, live with you'll, it. You'll still be able to afford to go get some of those beers. I'll still occasion. be able to drink craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> I will not have to resort to tr- flagging down the Coors truck that we saw earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that'd be... I, I I don't know what I'd ever do if I saw you with like a Miller High Life or something. I just you might want to call for the guys with the uh, the suit that has the wraparound <laughs> arms because that would be the walk, case. Lock you in a padded room somewhere. Absolutely, <laughs> something's wrong. Something's off. Mark has gone off the deep yeah, end. Yeah, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do at that point. But so you uh, you you flip a lot of your stuff, right? So you have you're going to be selling. The current macbook pro that you've been using also to sort of help finance the new one absolutely yeah um sometimes i keep stuff a long time um this is the uh the macbook pro 15 inch it's the 2017 edition um i had bought a 2016 and was and immediately unhappy with it uh for a number of reasons and returned it in the 14 day window and went back to using a uh, 2012 MacBook Pro and used that even when we were working together um, at that other place. Uh, I was using that in clamshell mode. Uh, I'd gone in and upgraded the the storage and the RAM mm. to make it functional, but it was a really old MacBook Pro and it was still working okay. uh, fine. Right. Uh, it didn't meet, uh, didn't check the boxes for the uh, geek and nerd in me. <laughs> but uh, but Apple, you know, just had a long period of not uh, innovating on the uh, MacBook Pro line. Right, right. Yeah, they were kind of stagnant there for a long time. And uh, I remember even seeing like during that time window, some of the Apple centric websites out there making recommendations on, you know, laptops and that kind of thing. And, you know, they were just like, at this point, we really can't justify the recommendation just because there hasn't been anything new for a while. So. Yeah, so there was a 2015 15-inch MacBook Pro, and it's actually the last MacBook Pro that has all the ports. Apple took mm-hmm. away all the ports, and now you get anywhere from one to four USB-C ports. Right. And um, so it was one of the last ones that had multiple ports, even SD card slots and uh, things like that. And so that was kind of the holy grail. And a lot of the reviews for the 2019 16-inch or like, if it had the ports, this would be the reincarnation and finally the first time Apple's done something really well with the MacBook Pro line uh, since the 2015 edition. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's really what's got me excited. This this device is fine, the MacBook Pro 2017, but um, my Apple Care runs out in uh, about six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, I usually between three and four years trade out. And this looks like uh, 
a real good opportunity to trade out. Some of the some of the negatives are that it still has the 720p um, camera. Ah, okay. I can't remember the how, how last often time. do you use that? Yeah. So, Most of my devices, I put a sticker over it anyway and just forget that it exists. Exactly. So, you know. And and if, say, we were doing this and we were going to post it on YouTube at the same time, mm-hmm. we'd use a better camera yeah. anyway. You're not going to sit there with a laptop camera to try and record. It's, it's no. going to look like garbage no matter what camera is in that laptop. Yeah, and you're going to want to use your laptop while you're doing the show, right. and, and it's just not going to have a good angle. You know, we're going to have a, a DSLR-type camera or, or a – GoPro type camera, DJI type camera, doing those sorts of things instead of uh, the laptop camera. So that one's not really a big deal for me. Um, and, and then the uh, the Face ID. So so that's a comment that the phones have had the the face unlock for a while, and the iPads. So I've got the third generation mm-hmm. iPad Pro. It's got the face unlock feature, uh, which I I like. Both of those, I miss a little bit of. It'd be nice to have both the, the fingerprint and yeah. the face ID, but nonetheless, that's a terrific feature. That might be good, but uh, but this has the fingerprint reader on it, and yep. it's no big deal. And and honestly, most of the time, my Apple Watch unlocks it, so uh, I yeah. don't actually. I don't think I'd use that feature anyway. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I've I've been pleasantly surprised. So my my current machine here is a. It's a 2019 MacBook Pro, the 14-inch, and uh, I've been surprised at the usefulness of the touch bar on it, which, you know, when it initially came out and they said, hey, we're going to do this touch bar, um, I was one of the people thinking, that's a super gimmicky feature uh, to add, and I've been pleasantly surprised that it does a really good job sort of adapting to the applications you have open and offering different features, Um, but the thing that this is... Like, I feel dumb even saying this, but one of the exciting things I think about the new MacBook Pro is that it's not all touch bar. They give you a physical escape key. And that's, that's, that's exciting to me. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you all one the nerds favorites. are more excited about the escape key than oh there are goodness, anything yeah. else. Um, also, <laughs> a lot of the nerds, interestingly, don't have the same opinion of the 13 inch or the 15 that you have about the touch bar. I find the touch bar, I do not use it all the time. I don't either. But but I use it enough yep. that it's it's functional yep. and, and helpful. Yeah, I've, I found the same. Like I, uh, I initially was pleasantly surprised just at some of the different things that, that adapt into it. So if you're you know presenting, for example, you get like the timer right there on the touch bar. Even in, you know, if I have OneNote open, for example, it gives me some of the more common things, highlight, bullet point, that sort of thing. But yeah, the, the physical escape key, as, as somebody who nerds out and uses Vim as his text editor on the daily, um, hitting escape is something you do all the time in Vim, and it, it does suck to just have the touch bar escape key. So that physical one is, man, I'm, it's the dumbest thing to ever get excited about, but I'm excited. I, I- <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. And I'm excited about something that was there that they took away and they're bringing it back. Yeah. So I was <laughs> and, and, and generally they haven't done this on the, the headphone jack on the phones, but generally Apple is pretty good about if they make a mistake, they will try to correct that. Right. Uh, I have not had any trouble with the keyboard on this one, but everybody and their brother 
talks about these keyboards, these are the butterfly keyboards yep. versus the scissor keyboards. And, and it, it's not mattered to me at all. I'm, I'm not a touch typist. So, you know, my fingers are heavy. I, I, I uh, hunt and pack. And, and so, you know, I get there and, and I'm not as, uh, I'm not as keyboard uh, centric in terms of, uh, that sensibility. I know you are at least on your external keyboards. Yeah, yeah I uh, and I, I type the same on the laptop keyboard. So um, if I'm really cruising along, I, I can get to about like 120 words a minute, and the keyboard's been fine. I do have. I was a little concerned. I do have a habit of hitting the keys somewhat hard, um, which I was like, "Ooh, should I be like gentle with this?" Because I've heard about all the problems with the keyboards. I haven't had any issues with it yet. I'm a little curious. I mean, obviously there are problems, right? Given that Apple has sort of reverted to that scissor switch design in the new one and, and kind of backs away from those butterfly switches. So obviously there was a problem, but I'm curious how much of it was like as fully blown up as as you would see in all the media with the reports and stuff and how many versus how many people actually have had an issue. Um, you know, it's, it, it is a problem because they've had to address it, but I'm just curious, like I never saw anything sort of like failure rates for it or anything like that. that Apple is generally as honest as a big company can be when they can be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and they've come out and said they've had some failures, but that that volume is, is pretty low. Right. I, I think it, it falls into that societal thing that, uh, you know, you start saying you feel bad and you may have the flu and then everybody starts, oh, I feel a little feverish and, right. and everybody feels like they have the flu, but they don't really have the flu. And um, so I think there's a lot of that going on. I've talked to a number of people that have this one and it's uh, it's a mix of people that worry about the keyboard and people that haven't had any issues and don't think about it. And the ones that worry about it have not had any issues. I mean, I don't personally know right. anybody that's had an issue. Um, I have listened to podcasts and some of those people that I listen to on a regular basis have had their, their MacBook pros repaired, but I still think there's way more people that have just been like me, just fine right. without any issues. Yeah. And I, I think it's some of it also, I think might come down to uh, what we had actually been chatting about on the, the street a little earlier today while we were walking back with our beer before recording this, uh, that, that sort of windows Vista situation too, where, you know, for those people who are the nerds who do follow the news and they, they're, hypersensitive to the fact that there's a potential issue with some of the keyboards that that switch design was always going to be problematic for them, no matter what they did. Cause they did make some tweaks in, you know, the, the previous line before what they just announced, they had added that extra like layer of film and, and a few other things. But I think for some of those people that switch design was always just going to be a problem for them and nothing was ever going to convince them that, Hey, it's actually okay now. And and I've never heard any of the people we call the normals. I've not heard anybody that even knows there's a keyboard potential keyboard issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I haven't it's, either. It's mostly the Twitter sphere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, and, and as we all know, Twitter is a gigantic echo chamber. So 
as soon as you put that out there, it's just going to get amplified a million times over. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, a Mac and iOS, uh, 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 list and, uh, Every once in a while, it just gets fired up over the the keyboard, and when somebody finally tries to provide some sanity and said, "Well, who's had a problem?" Mm-hmm. It gets real quiet, <laughs> except for well, my friend had, you know, that anecdotal evidence. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 some solid proof. But as we all know, you don't need any proof on the internet. You just throw baseless claims out there and get everyone else all fired up, and that's. That's how it works. Welcome to 2019. So it's, it, it's, <laughs> it seems to be the model of our politicians as well. Just say it, it doesn't matter if it's true. People, uh, enough people will believe it that it'll become a thing. If it's, it's like a rule, right? If you get enough uh, retweets, it becomes reality. Is that, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, podcasters, she has a, has a uh, podcast called it's a thing, Molly Wood. So uh, yeah, it, it becomes a thing after a while. It does. So, so my hope is that uh, tonight, if I'm not too busy cooking, um, that uh, either tonight or tomorrow I'll just go ahead and pull the trigger and, and get it on order. I think the ship, when I checked a couple of days ago, was for the first week of uh, December, so hopefully that's okay. not, that's not sh- that's slipped too much past that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as soon as you pull the trigger and hit order, the question I've been bugging you incessantly about for like a month now uh you gonna go ahead and upgrade your current one to catalina i will let's talk about that yeah yeah let's, so let's so, so you're you're annoying the crap out of me I, I'm you know this hard. is a podcast we can say whatever we want yeah. you've been annoying the shit out of me <laughs> about catalina it's been my personal mission to add, much like asking garrett about when he was going to upgrade his phone it's been my personal mission to find out when you're going to upgrade and hope that I can annoy the shit out of you enough that you just do it. So I'll shut the hell up. So let me make, let me make this situation even worse for you and cost you some money. Maybe. Oh boy. So in watching all of these MacBook pro 16 videos to figure out, do I buy the base or do I buy Do I buy the I seven? I shouldn't say the base, the I Seven is a very expensive computer with sure, lots sure. of horsepower, uh, or the i nine. One of the features that a bunch of people talked about that I have used some third party apps for, but but they were a little less graceful. Sidecar, and so I've seen a number of review videos that showed people using. Now, I don't know if it's only the iPad Pro or if you can just use a regular iPad. Mm. Uh, I believe it's both, but I'm not positive. But at any rate, you can take your iPad Pro for sure, and it becomes an external monitor right. that's fully functional. So let's say you were doing uh, Final Cut. You could have one part of Final Cut on your 16-inch MacBook Pro and you could have the other part, and you could use your Apple Pencil to pick the segments that you wanted to cut oh. the video and include in, which is a much more graceful process. Every video that I've ever created on a MacBook Pro or on a regular MacBook, um, it's taken me a bunch of times to get the mouse 
and to cut the the exact segment yep. that I wanted. It's, it's painful. The pencil looks like that is just the optimal way to do that. Um, it also showed how, you know, we both have uh, large screens on our uh, work uh, computers, mm-hmm. but uh, I always like two screens. I like to have something on one screen and have other things on other screens. And so I think, I, as you know, I have a heavy backpack because I carry everything in the world in it. And so I would have my Mac, my MacBook Pro and my iPad Pro with me. I think I'd use that under Catalina. You have to have Catalina and iOS 13. Uh, I think I'd use that a lot. So uh, if you switch over to Catalina on your MacBook Pro 13, and then you went out and got yourself on sale, it is the Christmas season, so lots of things on sale, you could have a 12.9-inch screen side-by-side. Yeah. I, I know you like things on your screen to be more visible. So I'm not saying you're blind, I'm, but I'll say it. I'm blind. I'm blind so, as shit. Even so, so you'd have two 13 inch screens sitting in the coffee shop or the brewery in our yeah, case. Yeah. Um, that's kind of appealing on, on certain things. I mean, I wouldn't use that all the time, Sure, but if you were doing something, maybe if we were editing a, a podcast mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we might want to have a couple of windows open as well. Yeah, no, that, that actually sounds insanely useful, um, especially because I do find myself, uh, you know, both in my personal life, just screwing around with stuff, like you say, at the brewery uh, or sometimes for work. If I'm like on site somewhere and instead of trying to go home or drive back to the office, I'll just sit at a coffee shop, for example, uh, and I'm doing my normal day to day stuff, which is usually, you know, I've got mountains of email just like everybody else has. Um, and then also usually, you know, some kind of editor terminal windows open, that sort of thing. There's nothing more painful than to be working on, uh, say like a, a script, for example, you're writing some Python code. And as anybody who's ever written code knows, the majority of it in the modern era is you just Google what you're trying to do. And then you're copying shit on the internet. Like nobody remembers how to do anything. So you don't have to. Uh, but having to sit there and like tab back and forth between the two and like oh, mine's messed up a little bit. Like how do I compare them? Or because I'm blind doing the thing, especially on the smaller laptop like I have where you, you snap, you know, the browser to one side of the screen, your text editor to the other. And I'm like, there's not a lot of real estate for that. That makes it painful. Um, so that does sound super useful. Do you know if you can, uh, I, I'm, I'm presuming you could keep the uh, like orientation as well. So like you could use maybe like the iPad pro in a portrait mode to have like a taller screen as opposed to, you know, on the side. And then it's like having dual monitors because I am that person who likes to have a, a portrait monitor. I, I do at my desk right now as well. I don't know. I haven't seen that in any of the videos, but I suspect it would orient the way you, you had it set up. Yeah, that would make sense. I just, um, because the Google knows everything. I just, uh, looked up sidecar and, and, uh, the terminology they use is just, connects to your iPad. So I don't even think you have to have an iPad Pro. And, okay. and I'll tell you that uh, that uh, iPad 10.2, the the new one, they've, they've got really low pricing for schools, but even the consumer pricing 
is uh, is amazingly good for uh, a good iPad. It's not an iPad Pro. It does use, but it it does now support the old uh, original Apple Pencil that okay. that was that came out with the first gen um, and second gen uh, iPad Pros. It supports the pencil, so you get a pencil compatible um, iPad for not a lot of money. And, um, this just says iPad. So it's uh, awesome. So it's not saying iPad pro or anything like that. So, um, so looks like it. And, um, you can, it looks like you can even show or hide an on-screen keyboard and do a number of, of other things, um, with it. So, um, uh, it says many apps even support, uh, the touch bar stuff. So, so that would be, uh, I, I think, I think that makes, uh, Catalina more compelling for, for, sure. for me to just go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, I do like that. I just, so, so you talked about your programming. Um, I like to always have a, a screen up that shows our, our help desk tickets and new tickets coming in. And so I like to see that and I, and I like to have that window up and I'm working on the other screen while having a big window up so I can kind of see the status of all the things that are going on in our right, support right. center. And, and so that is helpful as well. When I'm working uh, at a remote location, I, I do that tab thing, bouncing yep. back and forth either between tabs or between uh, browsers. And, and it's and real easy for you to forget to tab over to that. It, it, it is. You know, I know that's a first world problem, but, but <laughs> it's – it's much easier to see that across two screens of real mm-hmm. estate, whether it's a laptop and an iPad or whether it's two big monitors. Oh, yeah. But I think that's a more effective way. It's it works better for me. I see people all the time still that uh, that love that uh, that small screen experience. Um, Jenny, my significant other, she has the 12 inch MacBook, mm-hmm. and you would have to pry it out of her cold dead hands. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's run out of space. And she does that file dance on her pictures. And I'm like, well, we could get you a new one. And she's like, no, no, they, they've discontinued this until they come out with another 12 inch screen. No, this is what I'll use. So, um, I, I wished I had that problem because I feel like I would save a lot of money if I never wanted to upgrade it. And just like, I'm going to use this thing until it's like, completely dead there's no resuscitating it you know we're, we're burying it in the ground it'd be a lot a lot cheaper and i'll be honest with you so we were at an event the other night she she does uh, some chamber of commerce stuff and it was an award ceremony and she handed me her phone and said take some pictures for me and she's got a nice iphone it's it's an iphone 7 but there's been a couple of iPhones since the iPhone started. <laughs> and so I just set it down and said, I'll take pictures with my phone and email them to you because I'm that kind of a snob yeah, that I yeah. needed to take it on the latest iPhone, not two iPhones ago. Though, to be fair, your phone does take insane pictures. Sure. They're crazy good um, to the point where, you know, you were off doing your thing uh, in the Florida Keys maybe a month ago. And, uh, you know, you took pictures of what you were doing to, you know, make everyone sitting back here jealous. And, uh, you, I you tried sent hard. one, you, 
you succeeded. Uh, and you sent one though that it was it was an awesome picture. You were at like uh, some kind of bar that was like right by some water, and the photo was like at the edge of a handrail where it's you know you see the the bar to the left and then the water and like plants and all kinds of stuff to the right. And it's like low light outside, not night or anything, but you know, it was like sunset and uh, it actually looked almost fake because it was such a good photo. Like you're expecting it to look shittier to believe that you're actually there taking it instead of, I found this on Google images and I'm going to send it and pretend like I'm in the Florida Keys. Yeah, it was at Geiger Key, a really cool place to eat. They also have live music and uh, and good beer and and uh, spirits. And uh, the picture looked good, but after I sent it and you all commented back, you know, I looked at it again and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> so the phone was just a couple weeks old. Right, right. It was like it was wow. Brand new. And so, um, so yeah. So I still have a bunch of pictures to to put up from our. Uh, our uh, work trip to LA mm-hmm. and um, some of those pictures similarly came out really well without any sort of editing or things like that. Sometimes I go in and crop them just because of uh, I'm not a great photographer. So, you know, I didn't get the right aspect or something mm-hmm. like that, but a lot of times that's all I do. So, so I get every iPhone, but this one by far is better than the last one from a camera standpoint and the last one was terrific. Right. Well, I know um, our mutual hero uh, talked about it a good bit uh, in his overview video on YouTube. Um, I'm, of course, referring to MKBHD, the, the person we all aspire to be. Are you all related? Because your JFabHD is what I heard. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we were related, and then I woke up. Ah, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so he's not no. letting you drive the Tesla. Uh, no, no. And I'm pretty sure if I asked, he'd be like, who are you? Go away. I'm calling the cops, that sort of thing. Um, though as a slight side note, I do enjoy that professionally within our company, since we work together, um, I am now referred to as JFab by everybody. And, and just so you know, absolutely everybody. Uh, happy birthday again, a day late, but uh, I did wish you a happy birthday a day early. So I feel like I can say happy birthday again. Um, your podcast partner, Brandy texted me on your birthday to let me know it was your birthday and that you would probably keep that from everybody and not tell anybody it's your birthday. And so I told her, I actually wished him a happy birthday early, but then I shared that I had institutionalized your name as J Fab, and and then when the company wide email went out yesterday, that that said J Fab, yep. the artist previously known as John Fabry, I screen capped that and sent it to her, and and and, and I got a yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I had a I had a lot of people reply to that email, uh, both in reply all that you would see, and then to me directly. And every single person uh, referred to me as JFab. And then um, I was on another email thread yesterday that did not go out to the entire company, but went out to a good number of people within the company. And uh, I was I was JFab in that one. Perfect. My work well, is done. Is, is I pretty mean, awesome. I uh, in two years I couldn't get that institutionalized. Uh, at our previous place of employment. In fact, P- 
people looked at me and said, who? Yeah, they weren't as, as savvy there, I would clearly, say. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. They probably didn't drink as much beer. They know? also definitely did not do that. Um, but to tie it all back together, so in his video of the new iPhone, MKBHD did talk a bit about um, how it performs in in low light. But is that something you've seen like as a marked improvement or the previous ones? Cause like I said, that photo was kind of like at dusk, uh, but it still turned out really well. Uh, I know we took some photos at night while we were in Los Angeles, but I didn't know how yours uh, turned out after that. Um, so unscientifically, yeah, I think there's a pretty big difference um, since uh, Marquez did the uh, overview. They have come out with what they announced at the event, and I forget the name of it. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, there is a um, a feature that they added at thirteen point one or thirteen point two that even uh, added some of the AI functionality to make some of that even better. Oh, and. Um, yeah, I've been pretty pleased. I I have been trying to uh, to take low light and nighttime pictures. Mm-hmm. So we were at a couple of breweries uh, after dark in mm-hmm. L.A. Um, because it gets dark early. I'm going to say it like that, not that we were out drinking all hours of the, the evening <laughs> that we might have been anyway. And um, so there were a lot of nighttime pictures, and they – they really, without any uh, touching up, really look good. Yeah. So, so I think there's definitely an improvement uh, uh, in from the last iPhone. I still think there are people that talk about the Pixel, the previous versions of the Pixel, not so much the newest Pixel Four, mm-hmm. but that their low light algorithm still, in some cases, may be slightly better. But I think it's terrific. Yeah. It's uh, so I have a, a Pixel 3a XL, and aside from hating virtually every other aspect of the device, it does do a pretty good job of low light photos. I've noticed, um, I, I've not seen any sort of I think MKBHD actually had like some side by sides in his video. Of, I think you he know, did like pixel photos versus iPhone uh, 11 photos, but um, I think they were at least from that video, they were different. So you could see that aspects were different, how they sort of brightened up the image or how they handled it. I, I don't know if I'm a savvy enough photographer to make a call and like this one looks better than that one or, or why or anything. But it's it's a handy feature to have and, and the more they can improve that is, is solid. We take so many pictures nowadays. Um, Jenny's a photographer. Um, she has a nice fancy uh uh, full-framed uh, Sony camera, takes great pictures. I think the phones now are are really competing in that space in a number of ways. And while I don't need my pictures to be that nice, um, it's terrific that they are that nice, and it's terrific that if I take a picture in low-light conditions, I get something decent that I can work with and I can send to my friends and mm-hmm. taught them when I'm in a cool place and, and drinking beer and, <laughs> and say, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, I'm, I'm in a cool place drinking beer and you're not. Yeah. Uh, and the picture looks good, and it's not muddy, and it's, it's not uh, um, hard to see things like that. Um, I think that's terrific. I, I know 
Uh, I've told you this, but when I moved from uh, a really nice high definition uh, 1080p TV to a 4K TV, it was the same sort of thing in that it went, uh, it went like, well, I thought this was fine, but wow, <laughs> you know, a 4K TV shows the shadows of the shadow of the shadow. Yeah. And I think the iPhone camera um, does a lot of that as well. And some of the pixel cam- uh, pixel phone uh, cameras as well. Yeah, though, like I said, I, I would not recommend a pixel for no, plenty no. of other reasons that uh, I don't know if you saw, I actually wrote a fairly lengthy blog post on my other website all about why I thought that sucked. I believe it is still the uh, top blog post on the Unusually Pink podcast uh, blog. It, it is, in fact. Uh, I've got a couple others in the pipeline that I haven't haven't hit publish on yet. I've been uh, I've been delayed a good bit with the whole move, so I've I've not been updating the site as frequently as I would like to. Are, are, are the breweries getting close. in your way at, uh, for this productivity as well? Well, you know what's nice about the breweries is that they usually facilitate the productivity because I just take the laptop to them because you know I'm I'm like the introverted dude who still doesn't like to be home so i'll go to a brewery like by myself and sit there and be like i'm being social because i'm out in public and then i play on my phone or my laptop and don't actually speak to anybody who else is there but uh so they often help the productivity i find anyway. ditto same here yeah. one of my favorite things to do is is to grab my ipad or my phone and go sit at uh, a brewery and uh, drink and not talk to anybody oh. unless they speak to me yeah yeah uh, that's kind of sad, but uh, kind of fun. Yeah, it it is, it is, and uh, I, I know we've we've talked about this too. Uh, one of the things that tends to happen, I find, when I do that, is uh, you're like the best customer ever, right? Because you're just sitting there minding your own damn business, and you drink a bunch of beer because you're sitting there minding your own damn business, and then the people who work there love you because like this person's never a hassle. They literally just sit there for a couple hours and, and drink a whole bunch. And then you get into that awesome situation where you're friends with your bartenders. And then you end up talking to them, but it's just also a really helpful segment of the population to be friends with. The best people to be <laughs> friends with are the beer tenders, for sure. And and so you treat them nice. You don't cause any problems. And you get preferential treatment. So there's 25 people at the bar and your glass is empty. They fill your glass. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I know we've both experienced this recently. Sometimes uh, there's free beer yep. just because you've been cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to reestablish that repertoire since my my normal hangout, I'm, I'm a good bit further away from, so I'll have to redo that. But, yeah, it's, it was pretty commonplace for uh, the place I, I previously went to a lot in the town I had lived in where, you know, like you say, there's a bunch of people at the bar. I walk in and immediately like those people get ignored and they're coming over to ask what I want. And then you sit there for several hours, not because you have a drinking problem, but because you're, you're being productive on your laptop. And it's because you're productive and you're king of the bar yeah. <laughs> because you treat those people well. Yeah. And then you get your tab and you're like, that doesn't add up. I had more beer than that, but. Yeah, we'll leave this brewery (laughs) uh, nameless, but uh, we've gone to a a brewery recently and uh, drank quite a bit, and we've both got $5 bills. It actually happened like 
the last two times in a row I've been there. Yeah, I've had many beers and my tab was $5. And so we're going to protect that uh, that uh, bar manager <laughs> so that uh, he doesn't get in trouble and we keep getting $5 beer yes. bar tabs. Yeah, yeah. And, and to and, keep the ball rolling, I tipped like significantly more than my tab was. Oh, you know? absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. And we bring friends in. So they get the business. And and I think a little of why he does that is we generally bring people with us. And, and so we've brought them business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of, we, we've been rolling with a pretty deep crowd there (laughs) the last couple of times. We, uh, I think the last time we had like a full posse, like we almost had a baseball team. (laughs) I think we we did. Uh, I am a little confused. You actually know how many people are on a baseball team? Yeah, believe it or not, I played baseball back in the day. You played sports ball. I played some sports ball, yeah. I'm the most anti-sports person you're ever going to meet, but there was a period of my life where I played like Little League baseball back in elementary school. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. I tell people all the time the reason I listen to podcasts is to learn things. And I, I'm just enamored with podcasts. Been listening since the early days, since uh, Adam Curry had his uh, uh, daily t- uh, podcast. Uh, and um, episode zero, and I learned that JFab HD, <laughs> who makes fun of all sports, it's true. actually played sports ball. It's true. Uh, and much more recently, although still a quite a while ago, um, in another life, I, uh, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, you know, uh, and the company that I worked for in Pittsburgh would regularly give out uh, sports ball tickets as rewards for things. Um, and the tickets weren't just any tickets. They would be at like the company box, for example. Um, so I spent a good bit of time at uh, Pittsburgh Pirate baseball games and Pittsburgh Penguins hockey games just because I wanted to go to the box because all the food and drinks in the box were free. So I would go there and get a little tipsy and have a good meal and then go home because I didn't care about sports ball or sports puck or whatever was going on. But um, so, you do learn things like how many people play at one time. So, so you, you know <laughs> that our favorite uh, beer, beer tender slash uh, brewery manager, Caitlin, is from Pittsburgh. Uh, yes. And and her favorite thing is penguin hockey. Really? I mean, she's like into it. I had my sister in town from Vegas and there was uh, they became fast friends after that initial friction between the Silver Knights and uh, penguins sort of uh, fandom thing that was going on. <laughs> uh, so much so that my uh, sister Thought she'd rub a little salt into the wound, and she sent me a uh, Silver Knights uh, shirt for uh, Caitlin as, <laughs> as a gift after her uh, most recent visit. So uh, I'm not sure Caitlin's worn it, yeah. but she does have a uh, opposing hockey team uh, uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah, no, because I was gonna, um, you know, I, I very needlessly was giving all kinds of people shit about helping me move. Uh, which I really didn't need any additional help. But I think you had mentioned she was back in Pittsburgh, you know, living it up, eating Permani Brothers sandwiches and stuff while I was lugging furniture up to the third floor of my new home. 
I think she said she was went to Pittsburgh so that she wouldn't have to help you move as well. Oh, okay. That would actually make a lot of sense. I think yeah. that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, like that was the whole goal. Yeah. So she'll be back Thursday, um, and uh, she's supposed to reach out and see if we uh, uh, want to drink over the uh, the weekend. So uh, so maybe we'll find out in person. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, uh, plan accordingly. I only drink on days that end in Y. So just keep that in mind. All right, that narrows it a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll try we'll try to see if we can get something scheduled. Yeah. And the Wessex Farm is open on Saturday, oh, so uh, okay, okay. you need to make sure you put that on your social calendar. Uh, it is the only day that it will be open in November. It may not be open in December unless I rent it for Correct. the last Saturday in December. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to put that on the radar and then plan carefully since i am i'm basically being leonardo DiCaprio right now from the wolf of wall street you know where he's like standing on the boat and he just throws the fist full of money like that's me at the moment so i'm currently paying for two apartments given that uh my lease is not up until march of my old one and breaking the lease i wanted to keep it until through december and breaking the lease with two months left was more expensive than just keeping it for two months um, and, and that makes no sense at all. No. And, and that's why there ought to be rules and laws that protect consumers on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a racket, especially considering it would, it would benefit them for me to get the hell out of this. I lived in that same apartment for uh, just shy of 10 years. And so every other unit in that building has been completely renovated um, they ripped up and changed all the flooring and all the other units, a lot of the interior stuff, paint, the whole nine yards, uh, which they're definitely going to do before they re-rent that one to somebody else. So me getting out of there means that they can do that and then get somebody else in there and charge them even more for rent sooner. So it's it's stupid. But regardless, since I do have it for two more months, I'm trying to make it count and plan accordingly. So I'm going to be in Georgetown for Thanksgiving Thursday. So I have to plan out like, do I just stay there or do I want to drive like an hour and 20 minutes from Northern Kentucky to Frankfurt on Saturday, which I really don't want to do. You should stay there and we should do the farm. I'm doing the farm on Saturday. We should do the farm on Saturday. Um, I don't want to stand in any lines, but uh, I could be convinced after the lines die down to, uh, Go see our friends at uh, Wessex at the main brewery. They are having their uh, a number of their dark beers. So, uh, um, snakes in a bottle, or is oh, it, or is it uh, snakes in a barrel? Snakes in a barrel. Yep. Um, they have a new derivative of that, and uh, oh. so they uh, so for Black Friday they're opening early. Um, Chef Wida from. Uh, Smithtown next door is serving uh, breakfast sandwiches in the brewery that you can buy and a number of other things going on there. Okay. I'm at, like we talked about being introverts. I'm not a line guy. I'm not either. I might have to talk to people if I stood in the line. <laughs> so, um, but might be worth going over there and, uh, and seeing what they have later in the day. Um, all the Wessex uh, swag is twenty five percent off as oh, well. Oh, okay. So cool. shirts, sweatshirts, uh, uh, growlers, and things like that uh, appear to be twenty five percent off. So might be worth uh, stopping in later in the day. Friday that that ends in Y, right? So it you, does. You could drink on Friday. Four, 
Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, and that, that would be worth it because the, the, the whole snakes in a series is, is some of the best beer I've ever had. It's fantastic. So um, I actually, I ended up donating a Railbird Festival ticket to somebody. And uh, I was like, I'm not able to go this day. So like, you can just, have, like, I don't want anything for it. I'm not looking to scalp. Like, you just have the ticket. And uh, as a thank you, they gave me a a bottle of, I want to say it was snakes in a barrel or maybe in a cabin. I don't remember which, but I mean, it's fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I had a um, Kentucky cold brown there the other day. So it was uh, a nice brown ale uh, with uh, vanilla Mm -hmm. and uh, it was uh, not heavy. Very good. I had it for breakfast the other day. I think I sent you a, you uh, <laughs> a text message uh, uh, shortly after the breakfast hour to uh, let you know how I was starting my day. So um, While I was moving. While you were moving. Yeah. In fairness, I did offer to help. You did. You did. And I politely declined, not out of any personal spite, but because I, I, had, the, I had the moving situation on lockdown, fortunately, yeah. My my other podcast co-host Brandy and her husband uh, helped me move out of my apartment, and then Brandy actually drove up here to Northern Kentucky with me, helped me unload the truck, get everything there, and then you know I took her out and bought her food and beer and cocktails and, and everything else as a thank you. So we we had that on lockdown, and then I got to show her our uh, our swanky office here too. I, I saw that. I got <laughs> I got pictures of her drinking beer at my desk. Yes, at your desk. Yeah, yeah. that was that, that was our master plan when you sent that uh, that uh, cold brown picture. I was like, don't respond with anything until after we're all done, and then just send him a picture of your beer at his desk. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that uh, I had a private conversation with the other person that we added into our texting chain later, who once again was jealous and he was like, I don't, I don't understand how you all get to get to work like that. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, So, so so we annoyed him and irritated him and made him jealous all at the same time. I, uh, I try to do that with a lot of my former coworkers. Anytime I'm at some kind of event or I'm at work and we're drinking or we're getting beer on lunch or anything like that. I usually try my best to share those images just so that they all know exactly what's going on. And I snapped a picture as we were starting <laughs> to, that I'm going to send to a number of people that show us uh, having a podcast at beer at, at the office. I also snapped a picture of that and I snapped a picture of us getting the beer while we were at Braxton earlier to, to share the love. You know, I we, want everybody to be a part of it. We should, we should be inclusive. We, yes. You and I both believe and and being inclu- inclusive and and that's the best way to to show how we feel. Everyone should be a part. I agree absolutely. <laughs> so uh, before we finish up episode zero of this of this podcast episode, um, so in a couple of months after you pay the man for duplicate apartment life, mm-hmm. you're going to suddenly have extra money. Yeah, it would be like getting a big raise. So what are you going to do with that money? Is it supposed to be a lead-in to something? Because I have no idea what I'm going to do with that money. 
I thought you were going to oh, do it. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know where we're going with this. Aha, I'm, I'm a little slow on the uptake this morning. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably be switching my phone from the much maligned Pixel that I've already bitched about in this episode to to an iPhone. We're going to make the, make the jump. Be my first iPhone. I've never owned one before. I, I felt like uh, when I asked you Mac or PC, uh, to get your work computer and you, you chose a Mac, I felt like that was for sure going to be the entry-level drug that moved you <laughs> over to the iPhone. Yeah. How long since you've had an iPhone? I've said I've never. You've never had I've an never iPhone. had an iPhone. No, no I, I thought had, you had an early one. No? Yeah, kind of, kind of. So my, uh, my sister had the very first iPhone, uh, and when she upgraded that to whichever one came out like two years later um she gave me that one which um at the time the iphone was at&t only and i was not an at&t customer so i wasn't using it as a phone i basically used it as like an ipod touch um so i had a first gen iphone i used that way for like a year just on occasion um but i've never used one as like my main this is my actual phone now, will you get the uh, iPhone 11? Will you get the iPhone 11 Pro? You know, I'm not sure. Probably the, because it's what, the 11, the 11 Pro, and then the 11 Pro Max? Yeah, Is mine's right? the Pro Max. Yeah, I would probably go with the Pro, I would say. Um, and really, the thing I'm waiting on right now is I'm also looking to potentially switch carriers. Um, and because I'm... Me, I was, you know, too busy being horribly exhausted um, and not thinking straight. So uh, Brandy is actually on T-Mobile, who I would like to check out. Um, and I wanted her to do some speed tests around, you know, the Covington area while we were here and then like from my apartment. And then uh, I, didn't, I didn't think about that at the time. Uh, if I do switch, though, not... Waiting until after uh, the apartment in Georgetown is gone uh, would be beneficial because the one benefit to Sprint is that I do get 50 gigs of uh, hotspot data. So I just turn my phone into a Wi-Fi hotspot and uh, I no longer have, as of two days ago, uh, internet at the apartment in Georgetown. I went ahead and got that canceled when I activated my new internet here uh, so that hotspot's going to be pretty helpful for the time I spend in Georgetown. So, and Sprint kind of has the best plan for that as well. Yeah, I, I keep looking at at T-Mobile from a from a cost standpoint, and and a, a little bit from kind of the what you get for that price you pay. But uh, I live in no man's land. Right. Uh, T-Mobile like runs right up down my street and stops a house or two before my house. <laughs> So uh, I'll have to stick with uh, Verizon, which has been terrific. It's it's way better than AT and T was for me, and uh, and so uh, and Verizon um, won't help you and I right away, but uh, but they are rolling out five uh, G in Cincinnati soon. So it is oh, in okay. the next wave of uh, cities. They uh, I got something the other day. They lit up, uh, I think, four new cities, and then Cincinnati was listed like second or third in the next wave oh, okay. for Verizon. But, yeah, uh, the uh, interesting. It's it's unfortunate because so my sister works for Verizon. Uh, she does like accounting for them, so nothing on the technical side. 
Uh, but she does still get like the Verizon employee discount. And I had talked to her about like how that extends. Like, can I take advantage of that discount, which unfortunately she can only do by having people on her plan. So I wouldn't be able to have my own plan, but still get her discount, uh, which, you know, the way our phone discounts or reimbursements rather function through work. I, it's, there's no zero benefit in my actually doing that. No, you're, you're you're much better uh, doing something else and getting the discount. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think, I think, uh, episode zero, the equipment didn't fail us. So providing there's actually something on the micro SD card. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to listen to the audio and see how it functions. Uh, make sure that's all good, but, uh, no, the, the equipment, yeah, this is like, this is the the test run of the equipment we have at work. So we, there's like a podcast that's going to be happening there, and we just benefit by getting to set it all up and give it the test run because somebody's got to do it. Extra cool to work for a company that says, oh, we're going to have our own podcast, but everybody in the company can make their own podcast using this equipment. This is true. This is very true. So uh Huge, huge benefit. And I know for my other podcasts that I do, our game plan is to start recording them here as well and also take advantage of that. So, And, and I hope um, that you all will allow an audience. I'd like to clap and... and uh, oh, yeah. Cheer. And, heckle, cheer maybe. And, 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 and do that. So <laughs> so um, where can people find you, John? Uh, so they can find me. Um, I'm that weirdo who has very little of my own social media. I just have my own, I just have the podcast stuff mainly. Uh, so our website there is unusually dot pink. Um, that has a blog and it also has all of our show notes for all the episodes we do. Uh, the place where I'm most active is on Twitter where I am at unusually pink. Um, I actually do have a personal account there as well but i haven't even logged into it in forever i just shit post basically from from that one good deal how, how about you where, where can people find you at because you've got a pretty big we've talked a lot about mine but you've got a pretty big side hustle going as well yeah so um i have the personal stuff uh as well that uh that i don't use just <laughs> like you um i grabbed all my names at all the appropriate places uh, uh and if you searched hard enough you might be able to find me but uh craft brew geek so uh, uh i've got uh the biggest place is instagram mm-hmm. so uh, i'm hovering around 2100 followers trying to make that uh, a much bigger number so uh I can uh, be famous and quit my job and just drink on days that end in Y <laughs> instead of having to work. But until then, um, it's about art, it's about uh, beer, and it's about a number of other hobbies that I have. And so usually those posts go out across uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, all at the same time. So uh, Craft Brew Geek and uh, maybe a website one of these days. Uh, I've, I've got a draft one. Uh, up on Squarespace, and uh, I'm never happy with it, and I've just never hit the publish button. <laughs> when I hit the publish button, then I have to start paying for it. So that's true. Yeah, that's that's when it costs money. <laughs> so uh, so right now it's just hanging there. I renewed uh, one of my uh, uh, side hustle customer. Squarespace uh, sites the other day, and it's uh, $144 annually. So yeah, I, I want to make sure there's value in that. And I know we're closing out the show, so maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode. But since Tumblr 
has uh, been acquired by uh, the the company that owns WordPress. Um, they've vowed to uh, to to make it a, a more interesting place, add features, and do some other things. And so I have toyed with uh, going back and looking at would Tumblr be something that's interesting to build a community around. So maybe we could both take a look at that and uh, yeah. talk about that in a future episode. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a good topic. I've got some. I got some Tumblr experience under my belt from back in the day. So be Mine has been years ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what, my beer is empty. Mine is too. So uh, I think we'll uh, stop here. All righty. Till next time. See ya.